in reality, we don't really want to win when we're too scared to ask the question. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we bring on our guest today, we would love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not subscribed already. And while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. This week's featured review actually comes from one of our YouTube videos. So this was our video, Your First 30 Days as a New Real Estate Agent. We had a lot of feedback on this one. This comment came from Bill Gross. He says, the best video I have ever seen on what a new real estate agent should do. I have this discussion almost daily with prospective team members, and it seems so many look for an easier process. But this is the most efficient process. So you can make sure to go back and check out that episode, which is very apropos, Luke. Do you like that word? Apropos. I love that. It's very apropos for today's guest because this gentleman, we first had on as basically a new agent. <laughs> we had him on, I think, right after his first year in real estate. Uh, we haven't gotten an update from him, though, in about two years we were talking about before the uh, episode here. Last time he was with us was right when the pandemic started, April 2020. His name is Stephen Aker. You know him. You love him. He is Luke's brother. This will be his fourth appearance here. He did 320 transactions last year with his team. He leads the Acre brother Brothers Realty team in Lynchburg, Virginia. Steven, welcome back. What is up? What is up? It is amazing to have you back. 320 transactions. What was the volume? Um, it was 82 million, I believe. Crazy, man. Yeah. That's Crazy, awesome, man. dude. Congrats. That was a good year. <laughs> yeah. It was a good year. Then we had a bunch of agents leave and now... <laughs> <laughs> and We're going to dig in into gutter. that for sure. Now, yeah. Go listen. Go listen to my motivational speech on TikTok. I yeah. just can't help but pl- I'm plugging yeah, TikTok. We've, we've I, recorded like three episodes today. And every episode I've mentioned TikTok. <laughs> if people don't know in the audience by now, hey, we're on TikTok. Stay paid. Check us out. Stay paid podcast. Check dude, us I out. I have my TikTok. team members coming to me daily just being like, hey, did you see uh, Luke's uh, podcast? And did you see his like TikTok? You know, the motivational <laughs> videos. I'm like, great, dude. Am I not motivation yeah, enough for and you? And you're like, you're like, guys, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. no. Okay, so I want to dive in, right? Because you mentioned it, and I think it's a great place to start. So for those who don't know, Stephen's my younger brother about five years ago. I guess this would be your sixth year, I think, in the business. So about five yeah. years ago, you jumped into real estate, just um, boots on the ground. It's been an amazing ride. You've gone from 35 transactions your first year to your fifth year, being 320 transactions with agents under you. But at the end of the year, you literally had, I guess, what was it? Four of your agents walk out the door on you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. walk people through, kind of frame up that story, what happened there. And yeah. you know, we'll talk about kind of what you learned from it, because I know that was a punch in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is like, we have a mission, you know, what we want to do, we want to grow to be the largest team here in Lynchburg and sell the most transactions. So we had a uh, goal an ambitious goal of 50 agents this year, bringing on board. And I think the biggest thing I was, I was like really focused on that 50 number. And uh, it was funny because in that focus, I think I left the team feeling like it wasn't about them that it was more about the mission of the 50. And the 50 was just a mission of, I want to impact 
as many, you know, real estate agents as I possibly can. I want to help them make six figures. And so that's just a big 10x goal, as Grant Cardone, you know, would say. And so just looking back, I realize now how clear, you know, hindsight's 2020, just how clear um, it was of what we were doing wrong um, with that. And we can we can talk more about that. But anyways, yeah, we just became very systems heavy and then very focused on the wrong mission. Or I I gave I casted the wrong vision for the team. Mm-hmm. And so we've solved that now and we're kicking ass um at the moment. Okay, language. I love that. Uh, yeah, this is a PG, uh, man. This is a PG podcast. Yeah. You can't say that. No. But here <laughs> uh, let me ask PG. you. Yeah, yeah. Let me that's PG now. Ass is in PG. Yeah, oh, you want to believe what they can say. Yeah, Ariel shaking her head. saying it no. over and over again doesn't no, help. that doesn't help. <laughs> okay, so so at the end of the year, how many agents did you have? Eight agents? Yeah, so at the end of the year, um, we had, I think, eight agents. And, and then, then four, four of them moved on. Two wow. of them being of yes. your top producers, right? Yeah, so we had, well, really, three of them were pretty heavy hitters. Okay. Um, <laughs> how did that feel at the time on the entrepreneurial journey? How did that, because there's a lot of people listening to this who have had, you know, maybe it's not a team member leaving, but it's a transaction fall through. It's a job fall through something, right? They didn't get the deal. How did that feel? Explain kind of how you got over that. (laughs) Thanks, Luke. Yeah, you're welcome. You really want me to cry on this podcast, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) I want you to cry like you did on the phone with me. No, I'm just kidding. There's so many times. I think I remember actually our first podcast or something like that. And I shared there's plenty of time where you just want to cry in the corner. Um, but this is one where we just purchased, for those of you who don't know, our first commercial space. So we're kind of branching out a little bit. Um, we're staying with Keller Williams. We're going to branch out and look like our own separate branch. So we just had done that. Just had purchased our uh, first multifamily deal. I just got married. Uh, <laughs> so... Everything pretty much crashed down um, at once. And if you've ever, you know, come home and your wife be like, hey, you're working too much. <laughs> and you're like, whole business, you feel like it's falling apart. Uh, that's that's basically what it was. Um, but honestly, yeah, just uh, coming back from that and now realizing where I am and it's only been three months. You know, that's all the pain that I went through is three months of pain to get back to this place. Isn't that crazy of like... A lot of times, like the bad things happen when you are like leveraged and you don't like you can't have them happen. You're like, I can't like this can't happen now. And it and it happens. Right. So we've had that happen many times in our journey of Reminder Media where it's like you start something new and then all of a sudden the team members, you know, they move on and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have nobody. I'm going to have to get in there and do that. And it's always when you it feels like when you're leveraged. Like yeah. you, you, mm-hmm. those pains happen, but I think you're hitting on a golden nugget there that in the moment it feels overwhelming in the moment. It feels like, Oh my gosh, there's no way out in the moment. It feels like, I can't believe I'm going to have to climb this mountain again. But three months later, you literally yeah. are back up. You know, you are, the momentum is strong again. You have new agents coming onto the team. Where did you focus to turn things around? Like what, because there's so many avenues and pathways you can go down. Where did you yeah. put your head down and, and start focusing on to really fix things? Uh, there's a couple things. So I like, I mean, when you share that, dude, like it is so true. Like, I mean, I can't tell you the weight that I felt 
you know, during that moment. <laughs> it's just like going back, you're like, you're saying that and I'm like feeling all the feelings of what I felt it was. And there are calls that came to you that were like, eh, man, like what, what am I doing? But, you know, going back to a couple of things, one, the question of what do I actually want, you know, in life? Am I building this business by design? Right. It's a Keller Williams thing. And I just kept saying that to myself, like, like, you know, is it worth this pain, you know, that I'm going through right now? And so just going back to my why, I'm like, that is what got me through it. And then the second thing is like the victimhood mentality gets everyone. Mm-hmm. At the moment, like you have something bad happen to you, you want to go back and screw everyone else up from the negotiations that you made like on the team, the bad business moves that you made, everything comes down and you want to play the victim. And I think just looking back and going, no, this, everything's my fault, right? It is my fault because if it is, then I have the capability of fixing, you know, this mistake. Um, And Mm. so taking ownership on what, you know, we were actually doing what I was doing um, and then going, okay, now that I know I'm the problem and that this is the problem, what's the, what's the next solution? And that came down to really going, okay, I'm casting the wrong vision to my people, right? And it was that, and then it was, we were way too systems heavy. We need to be focused on the things that produce. And that, when you think about it that way, it's so clear what you have to do getting back in. I mean, so clear. Um, and now that I'm back on the sales floor, you know, I just, I just did this month, eight transactions worth 70,000 in commissions, you know, by jumping back in with my team. And we've had, a, we're going to have our best month that we've ever had because we were, we're focused on the right things, you know, the mm. things that are actually going to produce. Are you back to eight members? Um, so we actually are at 16 people on 16. the team total now. Wow. Yep. So we're bigger than... Still aiming for 50? Um, <laughs> well, actually, so the vision now is like to the team and to myself, the I thought the 50 in my head, you know, yeah. I still have that like, Hey, this is what I want to 10 X. But the real thing is like, Hey, we want to impact as many um, agent slides as we possibly can. We want to make as many six figure producers um, that we possibly can. So that's really the focus um, that we're focusing on now. And then it trickles down. Like, I mean, Greg Farrow is an awesome agent on our team now sending me referrals, basically Bailey um, for agents that should be on the team. And then that's even better, you know, when they come in, they have the right posture, all that good stuff. So that's awesome. So let's shift maybe to uh, what you've done to generate those 320 transactions. Obviously, you've got a you've got a great team behind you now. What uh, and you've added a lot to your marketing over the last just the last uh, course of the year. Walk us through what are some of those areas that you're focusing on from a marketing perspective, and where are you seeing results? Okay, so first off, it's repeat and referral business. No one can forget that as many things as we, as many arms as we try to implement into our marketing, it's repeat and referral business. That's where 80% of your business is really going to come from. For a team, you know, you might be looking at a little over 50 or something like that percent. Um, but a couple things that people can add to their business, we're doing Facebook ads with you guys um, and really starting to see really good results. We had two transfers today, warm transfers to agents. Um, and we've done that for about a year now. So we're seeing really good results from leads that came in, you know what I mean? That were top mm-hmm. of the funnel and are now bottom of the funnel. So that's big time. If you want immediate business, open houses, um, are an extreme way to get, um, immediate business. 
Um, so you can do that. We're doing door knocking. We're doing circle prospect. How did you guys' door knocking go the other day? I meant to ask you that because I know you guys were going out door knocking on the farm. How did that go? Dude, I submitted an offer um, yesterday from someone that I went door knocking to. Hadn't seen the property. Um, never <laughs> met the dude. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I knocked on this door. This lady texts me. She's like, my dad wants to make an offer um, on a property in Stafford, Virginia. Can you help her or help him? I was like, yeah, <laughs> we didn't get it, but it was pretty funny because literally like one day I made an offer. Yeah. You go knocking. back to the team. You're like, see guys, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. It's that easy. You can walk yeah, out yeah. there yeah. and get it. And that's your farm. I know you guys did one cool thing you did with your farm is this food drive over the month yeah. of March. You've been hitting your farm with raising like awareness for the local food bank in the area. And yeah. that's how you're meeting the community. Yeah, so we basically decided to partner with something that the team actually cared about. One of the guys on our team, his mom, does the Agape Center here in Lynchburg. Okay. And so we sent out a bunch of postcards um, to our farm, and then we went out door knocking um, to the farm. One of the benefits is we've had an incredible response. And the cool thing about it is we have the contact information and a face-to-face and a great experience already done from the geo from that person in the geo farm. And so we now can approach this person later on about, you know, a market value for their home and all that good stuff. They already have good feelings about us. They already know us, you know, maybe like us, maybe trust us. Um, We're getting, getting in there kind of thing. Um, And so we'll see more transactions from that as we continue to market it. But we just, you know, we just started that really, um, you know, doing that. So it should pay off in the next six months. So many people miss out on, from a geofarming perspective, what we're doing for Stephen campaign wise, if people are wondering, like, uh, like structurally what we're doing is we're doing one touch point every two weeks. So 26 touch points to his farm. He has eight different farm communities for his team. Um, it's 3,900, just over 3,900 homes, right? And what people miss out on when it comes to farming is, you know, everything they do tends to be real estate heavy, which you do need a component of that or a heavy component of that, but don't miss out on the, what I call like the endearment type category or the trust building category as you're putting it of like now those 3,900 homes for the people who saw the postcard and are seeing your post and are getting the door knocks, they see you, what's called the halo effect of the Agape Center. They associate with something good. Food Drive, they associate with something good. So now Acre Brothers, which is now associated with that stuff, naturally gets the association of good. And it's such a powerful psychological brand building tool that people miss out on because they just constantly send just listed, just solds. But now when you send the just listed, just sold, it's through the halo effect. People, people know it. So I know yeah, you people guys know us, dude. I mean, when we knock on doors, I mean, people really know our team. People have seen our, uh, our reels as well. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. What kind of impact we're having. Oh, you guys are crushing the reels. Shout out to Kelly. I know Kelly does a ton of your marketing there. Um, what's your Instagram? It's Acre Brothers Realty or Acre yeah, Brothers? Acre Brothers. Acre Brothers. So at Acre Brothers, you guys can check out the reels on there. So on farming, you're obviously, you know, going for the long-term game there. Farming's a brand building tool. I want to shift back, give a little bit more detail on Facebook, because I think that would be really powerful for people. Um, So right now we're running some ads for you on Facebook, where it's basically a list of property ads. 
Um, and maybe we can link to, link out, Josh, on the show notes where we do a whole webinar. Josh and I walk th- people through how to create this ad. And of course, we run this as a service for people. But essentially what it is, is we're running a list of properties at a certain price value. And people are raising their hand, requesting information to receive that list of properties. Those leads are then going to you. And you have a team that is calling on those leads. Can you walk us through what your experience has been and just what you've learned on calling on Facebook leads and how to close them and what you've seen kind of from your side? Yeah. So there's so many different nuances. And so if you do it, I think the big one of the biggest points is you got to do it. You got to do it for six months, at least six months to see if it works. Um, so walking through all those small little nuances, once the lead comes in, you know, you need to call it within the first minute or so, um, that it hits market. Um, I'm sorry that it comes through. And then you obviously have to have the right, right posture of assuming the close. You got to know that you're calling this lead. They need you. They want to talk to you as much as they say, they don't want to talk to you. They still (laughs) want to talk to you. They need you. Um, and then once you get into that, um, you know, we can go through the script. I don't know if you want me to go through this, the script, but we've come up with a script for ourselves that gets them to give us the right information without them knowing it, that they are actually looking to buy, looking to sell, or they're not. And the ones that are not, we're not going to get rid of them, but we're going to put them, you know, further down in our CRM, which is the cold bucket, uh, bucket. And then the ones that are looking, obviously, we ask more questions and we go for the close of the warm transfer to an agent um, or we get them to our lender to get them pre-approved. I think it would be worth um, going through your script because I think a lot of times that's where people get uh, hung up, especially in the intro. Because if they don't get that affirmation from the prospect, they're not really sure where to go from there. They're basically like, oh, okay, I'm sorry for bugging you. But your script is very assumptive and it's very easy to get the responses that you want from that prospect. Walk us through that. Yeah. So stop going for the immediate close. People make this mistake all the time. Like door knocking is the same thing. Circle prospecting is the same thing. You try to get the person to... um say that they, they're going to sell with you. And that's not what you're going for. You're just going for information. Because as Luke always says, you know, you got to get them to know, like, and trust you, you know, to really close them out. So we're not in it for a close immediately, even though there will be some people at the bottom of the funnel that will be ready, you know, to close. And in that case, you're good. You probably don't even need that good of a script, right? Because their <laughs> motivation's right there in front of them. Yeah. Um, but for the ones that aren't, but that are going to be buyers down the road, which you need in order to have that 3%, maybe 5% close rate, how cool would that be on Facebook? Those ones, you need the right script. And that script, basically, we just say, I come in, we're from, you know, the country kind of thing. So uh, up north, you might want to get a little straight to the point. But I say... You know, hey, Luke. Yeah, this hey, is Josh. Luke. Yeah, and you're going to answer. You're going to say, yeah. Well, Luke, let's go through it. So, hey, Luke. Hey, this is Luke. Hey, Luke. Stephen Acre. How's it going today? It's going pretty good. Yep. So he's going to respond like that, like all oh, like, what the frick? Who is this? Hey, Luke, I, I won't take much of time. I saw you looking at houses, and I just wanted to see if you found what you were looking for. No, I haven't. I haven't found what I'm looking for yet. Um, you know, just the market's crazy. I can't even find any houses right now. They're, they're so overpriced. So, what did Luke just tell me there on the screen? 
he told me that he's looking for houses, right? I immediately know that Luke's an actual buyer by his script because he just uh, opened up and said, I can't find what I'm looking for or whatever it may be. We're not looking at the moment. Well, you're going to be looking. That, that's what that means. You know what I mean? And so the script just allows us to then dig in. And at that point, you don't have to have a great script. You know, you'd like to build rapport, obviously. But in reality, that person's not going to answer until you dangle the motivation in front of them. And so the rest of the questions is just to figure out what is going to be their motivation. So, um, oh, awesome. So what exactly are you looking for? Well, I was hoping to find a two-bedroom place with a couple acres. Right. Okay. Awesome, man. So now we got that. We're going to go into just verifying questions. Oh, awesome. Do you have pets? Is that what you want the acreage? Um, I have a couple dogs, but really it's just because I just don't want to be, not to be funny, I don't want to be next to other houses. <laughs> I'm I don't want to be around say. people. Nice. Well, cool. So um, you don't want to be around people. We want to have some seclusion there. Um, what kind of price range are you looking at? Um, I was hoping to stay under 250000 Oh, awesome, man. That's a good budget. Thanks. What are you looking to uh, pay monthly? Well, I was hoping to, you know, stick around what I'm paying now. Kind of, um, I'm paying about eleven hundred bucks. Okay, so so I'm asking verifying questions. Obviously, going down, you know, I say, "What's your price range?" He tells me two hundred thousand. He tells me I want to pay five hundred bucks a month. That doesn't make any sense, right? Unless he has a big month, unless he has a big down payment, right? So if he says five hundred bucks a month, oh, nice. So are you dealing with? Uh, do you have a, uh, any money to put down on the house? What kind of capital are we dealing with? Like, believe it or not, people don't mind in this day and age if you ask them what's in their bank account. Um, you know, I get people to tell me all the time, like, even if they have 500, 600 bucks in their bank account, they'll tell me that. Um, and so you just go into the verifying question. And once you get that information, you know exactly what to do with them. Because if someone told me, you know, 1500 bucks a month, oh, dude, that's awesome. We can easily find that in the 200 range. You might actually be able to go, you know, even further you know, 250, um, 300 kind of thing. And so we'll go to that. They get excited. And I ask them, Hey, have you seen properties on the market that you're, you're actually interested in? Um, I've seen a few, but, um, it seems like there's just like, they're moving so fast. Yeah. It's a, it's a quick market. We actually, believe it or not, we have eight deals, um, right now on our team that were sold off the market. So I know a lot of, uh, a lot of teams are doing that. A lot of agents are doing that nowadays. So we'll definitely be able to send you some off-the-market deals um, as well anytime we see Oh, that's one. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But what uh, what property did you see that you you really liked? Where do you live, Josh? Yeah. I need your address. <laughs> 1100 First Avenue. 1100 yeah. First Avenue. Sweet <laughs> oh, that's a sweet one. Yeah, that one did go fast. That one did go fast. <laughs> anyway, so that that's the script. Um, the principle is to obviously figure out their motivation, right? In order to do that, you're going to ask verifying questions off of every question that you ask. So if it's price range, then it's what's your monthly payment going to be? Then it's what, what are you currently paying in rent, right? Um, you go to the chain because I got all the data I need right there to verify if this is a good lead um, at that point. If it's bedrooms, it's like, oh, awesome. How many kids um, do you have? Oh, we don't have any kids. Oh, so it's just you and your wife. Um, would you be okay with a two-bedroom or you guys need a three-bedroom? Oh, we want the three bedroom because I'm going to use it as an office space, you know, kind of like, I mean. Yeah. When you try to get to the why questions, like, do you go like deeper into what's causing you to move? Like, like how, how do you usually frame up like 
hey, what's making you want to move to try to find that urgency? Or does that naturally come out based upon price and all that stuff? It generally naturally comes out. But I mean, if you don't get it, then you're asking like, well, let me ask you this. Ideally, when do you guys want to move? Mm, yeah. yeah, well, um, I would be well, hoping right away. Yeah. So, I mean, if they say right away, you're like sick. So if we found you a property tomorrow, that was your dream home, three bedrooms, two baths with an acre, you know, in seclusion, you guys ready to make a move? Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, sick, man. We can definitely do that. Here's what we need to do. Um, first off, I need to get you pre-approved. I got an awesome lender. He's beating out all the people, all the other lenders on rate. And so you need to talk to him right away. We'll get you pre-approved. And then I actually got a property that I want to send you off the market. Take a look at it. Any property you see that you want to take a look at, give me a call. I'll be able to help you out. Love okay? that. Um, and then, you know, just go into it. Then it's just working the lead. And people make the mistake. You still have to work the lead. You still have to follow up. This is not a one and done system, but it's a very easy follow-up after that because you know he's married, doesn't have any kids, three bedroom, two bath, one seclusion. You know you know his budget, you know he's real. Then we get him over to our mortgage lender. Our mortgage lender is going to help us work that lead and tell us data that we need to know, you know about this lead. And then you know the follow-up's like, hey, solve this property you'd be interested in. in also, fact, uh, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I want, I want everyone quick. to kind of hear like what, because you're running through it quick and you're very casual, like it's very conversational. So it's easy to miss this. The value propositions that you consistently drip on throughout that conversation. I can get you homes that are off the market. That's mm. a value to me, something that would interest me because the inventory is crazy. Homes are growing so fast right now. I've got a lender who's beating all the other guys in town right now. That's another value proposition to get to you. Like I'm sitting here listening, like, oh yeah, I want, I want that. I want that right to that lender. Yeah. Together. Like you know, just <laughs> it's getting people's juices flowing and but it's it's conversational. You're not selling. Like you're it's conversational. Your- it's excited about their motivation. It's problem yeah. solving, right? With knowing their motivation. I'm going to get them a good monthly payment by the the mortgage rate, the interest rate. You know, I'm going to find them off the market deals, find them what they're looking for. That that's perfect. Yeah. And the follow up is the same thing. I mean, like people need to know. It's like uh, I told my team today. Is like one one good nugget that actually uh, practical nugget that might actually help um, you know your audience is when you're texting a lead, you don't give them all the information, but you dangle something in front of them that you know they have to respond to. And once they respond, they have to engage in a conversation at that point. And I think people make the mistake of giving way too much information up, up front with the follow-up that the lead feels like, all right, I don't have to respond to this. I got all I need and I'm not interested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they don't respond. And then the agent feels like they're not a good lead and then they don't follow up like they're supposed to. And well, what's an example of the, of the info so, that you're kind of holding Yeah. Back? Good example would be basically, I'll tell people, hey, I found this off the market deal and I'll give them one of their motivations, right? So I'll say three bedroom, two bath house, awesome house and forest um, you know, that you should, you should take a look at. Leave it at that. It's not even a question. It's like that you should take a look at. They're going to ask, what's the address? They're going to say, <laughs> where is you know, they're going to say, where is it? You know, like, so I know that. So I'll dangle that in front of them so that they have to engage in the conversation. It, even if it's a property, I know they're not going to be interested in, I'll be honest. 
I'll send that to them because I know it's been too long for us to have been talking, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll respond and they're like, nah, I'm not quite interested in that. Like I got a text today, the person's like, but thank you so much for thinking of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you've won them again, right? That is that such going. a golden nugget of the touch point when too much time has gone by. Do not let too much time go by before you have that combo and that touch point. That's such a golden nugget right there. And believe in yeah. your leads and believe in your, if you believe in your leads, you will follow up that way. When you don't believe in the, the lead source, um, you just, you tend to leave it when they don't answer you. Like there's well, a, go over that because I know a lot of people struggle with internet leads because they convert at a low percentage. I mean, let's be honest. I yep. think you were, you did about 1600 leads last year. We got 16 transactions from those leads. That's a 1%. Now you're, you've closed more since then. So your conversion rate has actually gone up from those leads. But that's one out of 100 phone calls that will actually lead to something within that year. Yep. I guess, number one, how do you recognize it when... Because the, the role play that you guys just went was perfect, right? That's everyone's ideal situation. Yep. Obviously, that's not happening every time. When do you realize, okay, this isn't a good lead, move on, drop it? Or um, how do you kind of overcome that, that, that um, negative attitude towards internet leads when so many of them don't go through? One of the things we could do better, because um, I'm going to answer that, um, but one of the things we could do better with the bad leads, the ones that are like 18 months, it's very hard. And I think up until this point, we've kind of got rid of them in some ways. Like we put them mm-hmm. in the cold buck, bucket and we do not have a great follow-up system. And so that's just, we just have them on a drip campaign, you know, going out. But one of the things that you really, if you really wanted to win this lead, if it meant everything, if it meant that literally you got to make the house payment, so you need a commission check, you would respond to this lead in a much more heartfelt, you know, begging way in (laughs) some sense, right? So what I tell my agents is like, come at it like, hey, let me ask you this. You know, do you have a realtor that you're working with currently? Are you committed to anyone yet? No. Hey, look, I'm not pressing you to buy at this moment. In fact, I don't even, I don't even want you to buy until you are ready. That's all I care about. Um, but I want to be your realtor. I want to be your realtor of choice when that time comes. And I will work my butt off to make sure that I'm the best realtor that you've ever had. Is that all right with you? <laughs> you know, like, it, yeah. well, that's exactly, really, we just did a podcast on that about, um, I can't remember what the topic was, Luke, but late, literally like one, oh, it was one of the stats from uh, sales calling, cold calling was yep. to state your intentions. People want to know what your intentions are. It gives do, we, do we really want to win is the question, Josh, yeah. you know, yeah. like, it's like we, in reality, we don't really want to win when we're too scared to ask the question. And in that, and like, if you think about people that are less experienced and not as good at sales right now um, as me, right? I'm going to win, but I'm not even the best I could be. And you could think about the realtor that's getting on the phones, that's doing Facebook leads from the very get-go, scared of scripts, right? Who doesn't know nuance, the little nuances that go into it, um, that's not calling at the right times, all that good stuff they're really not wanting to win because there's so much pain involved in the learning process. But if people could get over that curve and just know that like, hey, look, my commission check depends on this, right? I'm spending money on these ads. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to waste my money, right? 
and I'm going to go out, I'm going to win this lead. If we came out with that perspective, I'm telling you the conversation would be different because you know, you have value and you know, I'm going to ask all the clarifying questions to know whether or not this is a real buyer. And if they're not, then I can get rid of them in the cold bucket and I don't have to waste my time on them. And I can focus on the, the hot and the warm bucket and close more transactions. So good, dude. Man, I could I could keep going. I feel like we have like literally 10, 11 sessions here of breaking down the lead strategy. I, I got to ask you, okay, final question for you is you're bringing agents onto your team. What is the piece of advice that you're giving them to be successful? I know it's a ton of stuff, but if you could kind of give a summary of what advice you would give to an agent today to be successful in this business. What, okay, so what are you first them? thing, so we go through the six perspectives here at Keller Williams and we're teaching that big time on our team. But there's a sense of every agent because this industry is so strange, dude. Like, so I go to a force of an owner, right? And the first thing they say is, I'm not giving you 3%, right? And everyone backs down on that, right? And then I think about it and I go, well, let me ask you this. If I could make you 15% off of that 3%, would you be open to a conversation, right? And every single person is going to be open to a conversation. They don't want to be sold, even though they would be sold on that deal, right? They, they'd be open to a conversation. So once they let me in, I close them. Everyone in real estate has a victim coming in for some reason, has a victimhood mentality um, coming in. You should never look at what is being taken out of your pocket. You should always look at what is going into your pocket. So if you're investing and being learning-based, I'm trying to get back to my point, which is the the six perspectives. You got to be learning-based. And so if you come into this industry as a new agent, make sure you know that you need to be educated. You need to learn from the best. Don't be worried about spending some money to learn Facebook leads. Don't be um, worried about spending money on your geo farm because it's going to pay tenfold, but it's not going to pay tenfold right away. You got to be you know, delayed on your gratification. And so that's what we're kind of preaching as a team. It's like, dude, you got to come from it from the right posture. You know, you got to want to, you got to want to learn how to fish um, and be the person that can actually fish and not given the fish. Mm. Uh, so anyways, it just, it, that would be my one, I guess, heartfelt like preaching to new agents in this industry. There's so much to learn. Don't give up. You're going to learn it. I mean, I think about sitting down with the agents downstairs an hour ago and it's my seasoned agents now. And I'm thinking, dude, you know, you sucked when you first started. right? <laughs> and, he's, and he is kicking ass right now, you know, That's and awesome. it's because he was learning based. He came from a posture of thankfulness, gratitude, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. Steven, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, please connect with me, by the way. Um, Connect with me on Instagram, Acre Brothers. Um, I think I'm also, I am Steven Acre on Instagram as well, my personal. And then you can text me, call me anytime, 434-607-2976. Um, and email me at steven at acrebrothersrealty.com. Awesome. We're going to include all of those links along with your number and email in the show notes for this episode over at staypaidpodcast.com. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, 
First way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star rating along with a comment in your review. And the best way to support the show is to tell a friend, share this episode on social media. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram and now TikTok. Now TikTok. We're at Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Great episode here. So many golden nuggets that you can take away. And I've watched this journey literally from day one. I am telling you guys with the utmost conviction, these are the principles that lead to success. So if you implement them and you put in the consistency, you will win in doing it. The challenge and the action item that I give to each of you on this podcast is really what Stephen is saying is, are you entering in to this challenge in your business that you're facing, whether you're brand new, whether you're a veteran agent, are you entering in with a posture of learning and commitment to understanding and gaining knowledge? If you really think about what is keeping you from the next level, I guarantee you it's your commitment to really overcoming the blocker that's in front of you and dedicating the time to get educated in it. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single industry. His top producers take action. Take action on that today. 